one more look at verses 1 and 2. We've been looking at these three prepositional phrases. According to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in the sanctification of the Spirit, and for obedience to Jesus Christ. So, I suggested last time that the precise object that each of these prepositional phrases is modifying is not just elect and not just exiles, but together the designation and the identity of these people, us really, as elect exiles. So in the world, we are set apart from the world and we are um, we have our citizenship in heaven and we are away from home and away from our king and we are not in that position in a random way. We are a chosen people. And this present status as being chosen exiles first accords with something that happened in eternity where God knew us and chose us for himself. It then relates to something that's happening in time as the Spirit sanctifies us. And then it relates to a purpose for which the foreknowledge and the sanctification happened, namely for obedience to Jesus Christ. And don't miss that Peter surely, not by accident, has chosen these three um, prepositional phrases to be the, the source of our present status back in eternity, the means and the way it happens by sanctification of the Spirit, and the goal for obedience. And he did it in such a way so as to link the first one with God the Father and the second one with God the Spirit and the third one with God the Son, Jesus Christ. So our foreknowledge and election before the foundation of the world is rooted in the Father's work, and our sanctification in the present time that sets us apart for Him is rooted in the Spirit's work. And we're going to see that it's not just obedience for Jesus or to Jesus, but this obedience is going to be by Jesus. He will be the one who enabled us to obey, just like the Spirit is the one who brought about the setting apart for himself and God the one who brought about the foreknowledge. So, Father, that's where we're going. Help us to grasp the significance of our sanctification by the Spirit in relation to our exile status and the goal of obedience and its relationship to the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. I ask this in his great name. Amen. So, we are elect exiles in the sanctification of the Spirit. In the sanctification of the Spirit. What makes that so appropriate here is to see that the work of sanctification by the Spirit is precisely what accounts for our being exiles, right? I mean, if you go down here to verse 14... It says, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. So the, the, the former 
formerly you belonged to this world. And you belonged to this world because you were ignorant of so many things about the other world, about Jesus Christ, about God the Father and God the Spirit. And now you've been illumined and you don't have that ignorance anymore and you're not conformed to that anymore, but rather you are holy. But as he who called you is holy, you be holy. So holiness in Peter's mind is nonconformity to the former way of life, which is precisely what it means to be in exile, right? And so sanctification is what makes you holy. That's what the word sanctus means. This is the holifying, the making of holy by the Spirit is how this exile status came about. You are chosen exiles in or by the work of the Spirit to make you holy. That is to set you apart from the world and thus constitute you as exiles. And then lastly, for... So we are elect exiles for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling with his blood. And I admit to you that when I first read this, or even recently, I said, Lord, what in the world does... I I totally get for obedience to Jesus Christ as the goal of why I'm an elect, elect exile, why I'm, I'm, I'm foreknown, and why I've been sanctified. I'm, I'm all of that so that I can obey Jesus. I get that. But when you add four sprinkling with his blood, I, I am totally at a loss as to what you're trying to say. So we just need to admit that, right? We, we read things in the Bible and say, what? <laughs> I don't even understand the, the grammatical way it works, let alone how the sprinkling with his blood is, is part of the purpose, or how are we to understand this? So what I did was I kept on reading, seeking, asking the Lord, would you shed light on this and the only other place, I think, where uh, the blood of Christ is referred to is here in verses 18 and 19. See if this sheds light for you like it did for me. You were ransomed. So you elect exiles, you Christians were ransomed from the futile ways. You were ransomed from ways inherited from your forefathers not with perishable things like silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. All right. Here we have the blood, just like back here in chapter 1, verse 2. We have sprinkling with his blood. But with the precious blood of of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Now, is there anything here that would shed light on why Peter linked obedience with the sprinkling of the blood. And here's what I see. The blood here, unlike later in 1 Peter, is not rescuing us from guilt. It's not rescuing us from wrath. It will later. Those are true. And they're coming. It rescues us from ways. We are ransomed by this blood from ways, futile ways of life. 
Well, what would that mean? That would mean obedience is what we're ransomed for, right? So that's what I saw. I saw the, in Peter's mind here in the first chapter, the blood of Christ is doing the work of rescuing us from futile ways. Or going back here to chapter 1, verse 2, the sprinkling with his blood is producing or buying or enabling obedience. Which leads me to say this. When it says that all of this exile status is for obedience, I can imagine that these people would say something like this. Wow, Peter, you have helped us so much by helping us see our fragile exile, endangered, embattled, persecuted status as having real solidity because we are a chosen people and our chosen exile status is rooted in the eternal foreknowledge of God and it's rooted in the mighty work of the Holy Spirit to set us apart and sanctify us for himself. And now you say it's for obedience and you just, if you stopped there, you say, but now you're just, you're setting us off on our own to establish our identity as obedient people. And so Peter adds, you are destined for obedience, but I'm not setting you off on your own. I am telling you that just like you are purposed for obedience, you are purposed for sprinkling because sprinkling with the blood is precisely what the Lord Jesus did to make this obedience happen. Jesus bought your obedience. And so be encouraged. You have three mighty reasons for taking heart here at the beginning of this letter. So what I think Paul, I mean Peter, is doing in these verses, he's, he's inserting here, um, right in the middle of his salutation, these mighty designations, according to the foreknowledge of God, in the mighty sanctifying work of the Spirit, for the very uh, blood work of Jesus to bring about obedience, so that these exiles, right off the bat, in the very first two verses, would feel what this letter's about. This letter is about helping them weather the storms of being exiles, and they weather them by realizing who they are, namely, they are elect according to foreknowledge in the sanctification and for obedience by the blood of Jesus, the Spirit. Spirit is the one who did the sanctification. The Father is the one who does the foreknowing. This is, this is all massive strengthening, encouraging, and stabilizing of exiles in a hostile world.